September football usually rings in many changes, but the 2021 season kicks off this fall with a little more change than usual. The Delta variants and an expanded 17-game season, you got fantasy football questions, and we arguably have answers. The right kind? We'll see. This is not a fantasy football podcast. Ryan. Woo! Oh boy, he started already. Let's Mr. Go. Champion. Mr. Champion, how are you doing? I'm doing fantastic, but I have a confession to make to mm. the league. I broke the trophy. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'm sorry. You, I was you really did? all summer, way <laughs> too hard. I broke into the office, and this was months ago. Oh boy. Yeah, it's just been on a journey, but I'm sure we can get it fixed. It's not a big deal. Yeah, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. You get you get people drinking out of the cup. It's not a cup. It's not a cup trophy. Well, I made it a cup trophy because I oh, broke made the, the bot. You'd be surprised. It's hollow inside, so you can oh, like I pour see. whatever you want into it. So we had we had a good time with it. Okay. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be an additional league fee for one Ryan <laughs> Gannon, Gandemic champ over here. Hey, take it out of my take it out of my winnings for this. Take it year. out your oh my god. Okay. Maybe Stefan was right. Maybe Stefan was right. We gotta <laughs> we gotta stop you from winning the league. You know what? Hey, uh week one entering the season, like y- you can gloat all you want, my man. You can gloat all you want. Thank you, because I mean football starts tomorrow. So this is my last day, really, to savor that championship. Because I know you and I play each other week one. If I lose to you. The gloating <laughs> kind of takes a back seat. A little bit. You know? A little bit. You're still I, I still say you're still champion. Uh and I and I apply this to like all sports in general. The champion is a champion until playoffs start. Once playoffs start, you're in or not or out, doesn't matter. That's that's when it resets. This at is at that point you're like ready to go. This is true, but if you start losing that next season as the defending champ, it's really hard to get on podcasts or to like get on slack and just talk oh sure sure yeah it's like oh here's the owen four defending champ (laughs) you know you can't really do that you 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 thinking you're gonna go you're gonna start owen four oh man no i didn't say that i'm just moods all over the place here i've never been in this position before in this league having to defend the crown and there are some teams out there. I'm sure we'll get to it. There's some teams out there, some of which you didn't reference in uh, your post today that make me a little mm. nervous, but we will get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Look, look, we're uh, we're going to talk a little bit about our league at the top. We're going to talk some fantasy football in general. We're slightly switching up the formula here. I'd like I'd like this to become like a every let's call it an every person a lay person's uh fantasy football podcast we're no like you know super genius fantasy football pros but i feel like we're we're all pretty smart in the league it's a it's a hyper competitive league um and i think we we have some things to teach people i think so through our learnings through our learnings so yeah 
Um, I think you should call it the Blue Collar Fantasy Podcast. You know, Ooh, you're, Blue you're, Collar Fantasy you're, Podcast. You're working 40, 60 hours a week. You're taking yep. care of the family. You don't have yep. all this time to listen to these podcasts and read all these blogs and subscribe to The Athletic and do all these things. That's what we're going to be here for. Yeah, we got you. We'll do, we'll do all the subscriptions and then we'll we'll distill it down for you. And and now you have it in a consumable nice nice little chunk. You don't have to we'll see how long this episode goes, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you you won't have to listen to like 4 hours of talk radio to figure out what you're going to do with your fantasy season. Yep, like on your way to your blue collar job and your exactly. Ford truck. Exactly. You just throw this on. And you're ready to rock. And you're That's ready right. to rock. So, all right. The season's about to start. Um, and so the biggest thing to start off, I mean, people are aware of this by now, but 17 games. 17 games for the season. And we can we can start talking about it a little bit because we talked about it at the draft to some degree. And I think you brought this up, actually, where... Uh, there, I guess we don't know. There's like some unknowns and how it's going to impact fantasy, the fantasy season, especially towards the end of it. Because yeah. what this does, it adds right now, how we're handling it is we're just adding that extra regular season game ourselves. So instead of playoffs starting week, what, 13, um, week 14 is like the last week of the regular season. And then you get your three uh, playoff yeah. weeks. You, it's still, it always ends one week before the actual final game of the season. But... But if you have someone who's, I don't know, 14 wins, 14 wins already in like 15 games in, are they going to phone it in the last couple, last two, three games? I think they might. Yeah, I think they absolutely will. There, there's, there's no reason to play your starters. There's no reason to play your studs. You calm it down. You bench them. You sit them. Even if it's two, three weeks before the actual playoffs. Yeah. And, and, you know, here's the other part of it that we didn't talk about at the draft. You're going to see tanking become more real in the NFL this year, I think. And if, if it's oh, not this year, I think moving forward, it's going to be more of a thing. Why risk, right? Let's take some of your bottom of the tier. Let's say Jacksonville, right? Sure. Why risk your Trevor Lawrence when you're two and 13? Come week 16, why risk Trevor Lawrence when you're not playing for anything? And you, it's going to be like the other leagues. You're going to want your team. And now it's not, no team sure. ever wants to lose. No, right, and the right. players themselves, the coaches, they never want to lose, right? But at the same time, you got that pressures from the owners and the GM saying, don't risk this dude. We're paying him too much. Yeah. He's the future yeah. of the franchise. Bench him. So I think that potentially puts uh, like, and we can start getting into like some of the specifics here. Some like, especially rookies on those types of teams at risk towards the end of the season. Now I think I I don't know if I completely buy into that because the the teams are so much bigger that every last dollar means a little bit more than it does in like baseball or in uh, or in the NBA um, where these players like you know that extra ten fifty hundred k a year makes a difference for you know an offensive lineman that's like not an all star or, or all pro player but still that extra hundred grand could help them out at home and if the team starts phoning it in a little bit I don't know if those players will necessarily go for it or if the uh the nfl players association will go for it but it, it is certainly something that we have to keep an eye out 
for as the season progresses because i mean even with the with, with one fewer like the trade-off was like we'll have one fewer uh preseason game right we still had that cam maker still got hurt jk yep. dobbins still got hurt which was really stupid why was he even in that damn game at all but <laughs> but like that that's still happening and preseason games are not regular season games these, these the dudes are going way harder into regular season so that extra week i think I think we will see many more injuries, even than last year when there wasn't like really an offseason. I think that extra game is really going to put some strain on some bodies. I'm tempted to agree with you, especially for those bubble teams. Yeah. So I think you're going to have the extremities, which is you made it, you clinched it by week 14, or you're way out of it by week 14, and you're going to bench those guys. Right. But your bubble teams that, okay, we got to run the table. We got to get through these last three, four games. And if we win them out or go three and one or whatever it may be, we're going to win. Right. You're going to have those bubble teams. And I'm very worried about injuries. And we're going to learn a lot this year because, as you just said, preseason's preseason. I mean, even pre 17 game seasons, the, uh, the starters would play what the first half of the third quarter and maybe like three or four plays outside of that. Yep. Now you're adding four extra quarters of hyper intense football with some of your best players. Those bubble teams are going to get hurt. And, and I'm nervous about it. So the only, the only other thing, and this is, oh man, I think it's going to have fantasy implications like crazy. Um, because, because if you're, if you're like a fan of a team, then like, whatever, you're just going to like get used to seeing some, you know, your second or third down back, um, coming into the, into the game and getting some more snaps or maybe an entire series instead, uh, a little bit more regularly than you would in the past. So I think that's where it kind of balances out a little bit because the other team will do that too. And you know, you switch it up a little bit. So it's a little bit more of a ch- uh, chess plane to happen there. But for fantasy reasons, that means I, th- I think what we're going to see is the running back position scale back a little bit in value because interesting explain it, because I think the way that to- coaches and teams are going to handle this workload, especially for someone like a Saquon Barkley, uh, like more injury prone players or like uh, Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott who are returning from some like relatively significant injuries. They might say like, Hey, you know what? This series, you're going to sit down for a little bit. It's less likely with the quarterback, but with the running back in particular, I think you might see a little bit more of that. So you might see, I, that's my big bet for the 2021 season. That pitch average counts. touches, yeah, pitch counts. pitch counts. Average touches per running back are going going to be down. And you know what's fascinating about that with the pitch count uh, theory that you have is we might learn a lot more names this season than we oh, have yeah. in any other season. Oh yeah, right. Because to your point, the Saquon. I mean, the Giants aren't going to be any. They won't sniff the playoffs this year. <laughs> but you take uh, 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 Clyde Edwards Hilaire in Kansas City. And you say, okay, yeah. it's week 15. We don't need you until the playoffs. Rest up. Not sit on the couch, but sit on the sidelines. Warm up. And this second, third, fourth string running back all of a sudden lights the world on fire. It's also going to put coaches in a weird situation. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh do you know, oh, you know, this wild card playoff game or this, you know, first divisional playoff game. Do I sit my stud or do I give more carries to this third stringer that killed it? Now, I think I think once you get and once we get into like playoff situ- situation scenarios, I think the, the contracts are too big. The money's too big that they that's just something like that extreme to happen, in my opinion. But I see where you're going with, with it. And and you're right. We're going to learn so many more names. I think this benefits 
it hurts um like the first five picks of the draft where you get like your stud your absolute stud rb1s right your kishner mccaffrey's your alvin camaras uh, your your saquon barkley's and, and so forth your um Titans. Oh my God. Why am I forgetting his name? Derrick right Henry. Derrick Henry. You're Derrick Henry. The Yeti. Yeah. They, I think they see fle- uh, slightly fewer touches. And then do- the rest of us, or anyone else that's towards the bottom of the draft orders who had to pick up RB2s or like mid RB1s, RB2s, RB3s, I think they see a few more touches. And that, like, who knows? We've had games, like, everyone has games where the games are decided by 0.1 of a point or half a point. This actually, and suddenly that swings the other way. I'm glad you brought that up because it kind of transitions well into where I wanted to go with this conversation. Yeah. So the Derrick Henrys of the world last year, <clears throat> he had like, what, 300 carries? It's insane. Something stupid. Something stupid. It's insane. And when you do 17 games, you're going to shatter NFL records. Oh, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too far outside of fantasy. I know it's a fantasy podcast. No, no, no. no. But I, these records, over the next five years even, like... Yeah. Okay. I know I'm a Lions fan. I I don't want to toot my own (laughs) horn here, but Matt Stafford could throw theoretically for 5,500 yards this season and break the NFL record. That's insane. Just because they had the extra game. Yeah. And and for the team that he's on, he's going to be throwing a lot. I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be throwing 50 times a a game. I don't think he has to. I think he, he has a lot more support around him in LA now, but so I think that potentially, that potentially offsets my arguments of uh, pitch counts because you get that additional game and it might level out anyways. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right on that one. And maybe, maybe the RB ones get that extra hundred points, not hundred points. That, that would be insane. But you get, <laughs> you get a solid extra 20 points. Yeah. Well, who knows? But who knows? Who knows? That could be redistributed across the other players to keep uh, their legs fresh. I I truly believe that that's what's going to happen because you already see, you've already seen it. You see it every season. You see it every single season. Somebody goes down and it just ruins someone's playoff chances. Yep. I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier is you're going to have these two polar opposites, which is your playoff locks and yep. your bottom of the barrel. They're in the basement teams. But those teams in the middle, you know, if the like Tennessee is a playoff team for sure. Yep, yep. But if something goes wrong, if something gets hurt, if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt, something goes wrong, they might draw, they might give Derrick Henry those extra 20, 25, 30 touches in that 17th game. And that's just that's wild to me. That's absolutely wild. That is that would be that would be insane. Or do you ride a do you ride the horse? For whatever, let's say he, let's say Tannehill goes down, and just in this hypothetical, Stefan, we're not trying to pick on your Titans. Uh, it's just a hypothetical that came up. Say T- Tannehill goes down for four games this season. Do you just ride Derrick Henry that much harder during four games, and understanding like, hey, after Tannehill comes back, maybe we'll lay off a little bit. We'll use uh, the RB twos, the other running backs in, in uh, on the roster to like freshen them up that kind of serves like two purposes it gives them some rest time maybe a bye week's coming up um keeps you fresh for the playoffs or for like the stretch run in december who knows like maybe that's something like you use it's that additional game you would think that one game doesn't make that big of a difference but i think it's going to make a massive difference to how coaches and franchises strategize their week by week game plans Everything. It changes the sport. It changes how the coaches approach the game planning. It changes how GMs do the draft. It changes how our asses on the couch 
play fantasy football. It's oh yeah, to, oh yeah. You know, to an outsider, it's like oh one game, no big whoop. Who cares? This is a physically taxing game, oh, man. man. Brutal. So it's brutal. things are going to absolutely change. And I hate to keep beating a dead horse with Derrick Henry, but what does what do the Titans do when it's game eleven yep. and the playoffs are not a lock, right? And AJ Brown is dealing with a hammy. Do you give Derrick Henry the ball 30, 35 times? Are you going to burn him out before the playoffs that that much to try to get over that hump? It's going to be a fascinating season. And not only this season, yeah. I think this is the learning time. This is where we learn what that 17th game means. But imagine three, four years from now what that looks like. Well, I mean, you start thinking about the longevity of careers and things like that down the line. Like when you take think big picture at that scale, um, which is we we simply don't know. Like we have to write out at least two seasons to see how things have changed. We'll 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 learn after this season. Hell, we'll learn by like week twelve. By week twelve, uh, the way the waiver wire is handled, the way any leagues that have uh, like budgets on the waiver wire, maybe that gets expanded or adjusted a little bit. Um, I think it impacts anyone that's in like a, a keeper league or a dynasty league. Like all of those things impact just by that additional game because we will see three months in how teams are managing their players' workloads and, and how that impacts fantasy points because that's it's I mean, fantasy football is a massive multi-million dollar uh, industry within uh, football in, in America. Billion it billions? It's, it's insane. It's insane. And to that point, there are going to be people in fantasy that will miss the playoffs, you know, at, with that extra game. Oh, yeah. Or they'll make oh, yeah. the playoffs with that extra game. Or they'll there'll be there'll be a reason for that 17th game that will either make or break your season. And that we, it, we can't underestimate yeah. that. That's huge. And it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting because Maybe, maybe some leagues will decide, you know what, maybe we go after the season, we go, you know what, this was just too weird by the end of it. Um, it's like the championship game and you have like three bench players starting because, you know, they decide to sit McCaffrey for the final two games of the season when he's like on, in a contract year or something like that. I don't think he's, he's not in a contract year, but like that, those types of scenarios will, will happen. And then that makes it a little bit less fun if it goes in that direction uh, on the fantasy football side of things. So maybe we go back and say, you know what, we're going to, we're going to stick, keep to the, uh, the, the 15, 15 week season instead of well, expanding to 16. It's funny you say that because in my hometown league that I play in, one of my players is in a dynasty league. I don't play dynasty, but he's in a dynasty league. And he sure. says, hey, we're waiting this out. We are waiting this season out to see what happens. Wow. And it's the, it's the old format. So the playoffs are what would that be? Week 15, I think, would be the championship yeah. game. Championship game is week 15 of a 17-game season. And I kind of liked it when he said that. I was like, you know, that's not a bad idea to sit back See what happens this year, and if you have to adjust next year, you can. But it's, there's too many uh, unknowns happening right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're riding right into week 17. Week 17 would be the week of the championship game. That's in, scary. In our league, we. I mean, we didn't really like think. Now that I'm like talking about it, and like we're like <laughs> going through it, I'm like, oh shit, maybe we should have switched it up a little bit more. But 
I mean, we talked about it as a league. We we like slacked about it and stuff, and like we didn't really have any strong opinions. Now that now that we're getting closer and like the reality setting in and like what is actually going to happen and the potential of things that could change. Now maybe you change your mind. So something, if if for whatever reason maybe you start a week two draft or something like that, or your season doesn't start until later, it's something to consider. Something to consider. Absolutely, and something to you know talk to your commissioner about. Yeah, I know we're not going to change. It's written in stone. No, but it's already in. Yeah, all these blue collar listeners, you can just fly by the seat of your pants. I guess exactly. Just switch it up on the fly, man. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. All right, Ryan, what are your what? Give me, give me your wildest prediction for the NFL season this year and how that impacts fantasy. All right, I'm going back to the well here. Yeah, being a, being a Lions fan, Matt Stafford's going to be MVP. Whoa! Holy crap! He's going to be the MVP of the NFL. No Josh Allens, no Patrick Mahomes, none of that. It's going to be Matt Stafford. I think, I said it earlier, I think he's going to exceed 5,000 yards in passing. I think that is the perfect scenario for him to be in, is in L.A., he never had the support of a really stellar defense. Yeah. He never had that offense around him and that head coach that knows what the hell he's doing. He is going to sling this ball. And I, I granted, yeah. I may regret this here by like week nine. <laughs> like everybody may, may, may sure, make fun sure. of me. Sure, sure. I mean, it's in stone now. Yeah, exactly. Stafford's my MVP. What about you? Stafford being your MVP. My, my Okay, that's a good one. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go a little... I'm going to go running back situation here. I think... I think we see a disappointing season from from Christian McCaffrey. I think we I think he potentially doesn't even make all pro. You know, Be- I don't hate that take. So and here's why. And it, it pains me to say that because I love, I truly love Christian McCaffrey. Like I've considered buying a Panthers jersey with McCaffrey just because he carried me to a championship uh uh, 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 match what was it two three seasons ago he was he was absolutely insane he, he i love i love cmc so much but he's going he's entering what four or five seasons in a row now and coming off of an injury season and then just running backs of that caliber don't stay at the top of the hill for very long because and we we're going back to something we talked touched on like literally the first 10 minutes just the workloads you just yeah. he's just such a horse and and it's like it's not his fault and it's not many of these running backs fault um that that they just suddenly drop off think i i always think about like a matt forte in chicago a season later with the jets just completely fell off just completely fell off yeah as, I as, hear far, that. as far as far as fantasy relevance and i think maybe i'm a year early maybe i'm a year early but i think I think we're gonna we're gonna see it, and and it always happens so quickly too. So that that's my that's my take. That's my take I, for the season. I one hundred percent. I hear it. It's not that necessarily that I agree with it. Sure, sure. I still think he's gonna be fantastic. But if you look, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but if you look back at the last six, seven, eight, ten years of like the stud running backs in fantasy, yeah. they're always on good teams. They're yeah. always on good yeah. teams, and he's on a he's going to be on a trash team. Like the Panthers, maybe win six games, right? If they're right. lucky, and in a seventeen game season, that's nothing to write home about. Yeah. So we'll see. And and, and um, 
I guess in, in a point, a counterpoint against myself is that I, I think players like running backs like Christian McCaffrey, who who are good pass receivers as well, uh, tend to ex- ex- expand that longevity. Uh, but just being on the Panthers, like it's just not a great team to be around. That offensive line is like kind of it's not bad. It's not it's not the worst offensive line in the NFL, but it's not like a great one either. Um, they're going to be relying on him a ton. At the very least, at the very least, he drops out of like uh, the top five uh, running backs in, in terms of uh, fantasy value production this season, which means he's probably not the best uh, top five pick or even first round pick. Yeah, but you also can't blame those that no. drafted him no. one overall. You know, you can't pass on that Mm-mm. because he everything is there and i actually i love sam darnold in carolina i think he's actually going to produce really well there and i i do i hear where you're coming from though it's just hard to grab a guy on a team like carolina and expect number one fantasy overall production yeah i mean it's a saquon barkley situation as uh, as well well, there you go. I'm glad you brought that up because that's 100% correct. Because Saquon, when New York, when he first blew, broke onto the scene, New York, I think, was a playoff team that year. Yeah, they, they were on the wild card, at least. Yeah. At, right there on the, if they weren't, they were right there on the border, and he absolutely crushed it. And I know there were injuries along the way and all that, but it's hard to produce that much, especially if you're like the main weapon on an offense. Like the defense always knows what they're looking for. Well, and the the big the 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 things that I stay the players that I stay away from the most on any team. They, you could be on a bad team, but if your offensive line isn't terrible, then like you can produce and you will produce uh, at least for fantasy purposes. When your offensive line is just like garbage, like it is in 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 New York, just bad. That that makes it even more difficult to to produce because now you're talking about maybe three and a half to four yards per carry uh you're carrying it what 25 to 30 times a game that's not bad but it's still not like amazing you know and it's like really you start becoming really dependent on like touchdowns like a tight end um it's not like daniel jones is going to be like throwing the ball and like making those 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 passes either so Danny Dimes has a cool nickname, but I'll tell you this. Saquon, when we were going into our draft, Saquon was the player that I wanted to avoid the most. I don't want to get anywhere near Saquon Barkley. The whole situation there isn't good for him. The injury history scares me. The offensive line is bad. They'll just stack the box, and I don't think Danny Dimes can dish it out. We'll see. I mean, listen, uh, dear listener, Saquon Barkley in our league fell to the second round sixth pick. That's the 18th overall pick. His average draft position, hold on, let me pull that up real quick, is like first round eighth pick, something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was he was rated uh, above Travis Kelsey in a lot of mocks. Like, okay, these are your top uh, picks in the first round. Is like draft him before Travis Kelsey, and I appreciate that about this league is that we we all kind of saw the right on the wall a little bit with Saquon. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not so much. And this is not a strategy that I would necessarily advise in every league. If he's if you're like the tenth pick 
or like you're like the sixth pick in, in your fantasy league and he's available. And like the big names, like a Henry and a Camara and McCaffrey obviously is gone. Cooks are obviously gone, obviously gone, but like, you're not so sure. And like you're on the, on the turn, people are maybe, I mean, uh, it gets wild out there. If people are taking quarterbacks in the first round, second round, then yeah, pick up, pick up. Yeah, and you know that's going to happen. Pick up a Saquon in the later half of the first round. I, I mean, he's still worth that, uh, potentially. It's a risk. It is a very high-risk play here, but if it works out, he stays healthy, he's still going to put up, I don't know, RB at least RB10 on numbers. And, and that's worth it at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's where everybody projected him at, right? That's why I can't blame whomever drafted, whoever drafts Saquon Barkley in the middle second round or the beginning of the second round. I yeah, think it's not yeah. a bad pick, but it says a lot about the zeitgeist. Yes. Like yes. something's up it with is Saquon. It is, it is such a risk. Uh, so enough about running backs and QBs. What's, uh, who, who's your breakout wide receiver or just receiver, wide receiver tight end? Well, the wide receiver that I think is the huge breakout is someone that I took in our draft, and that's oh. LaVisca Chenault. He's going to be that's the a good number pick. one dude in Jacksonville. I still have a lot of concerns about Trevor Lawrence being the rookie. I know he has all the talent in the world. Sure. I know he's won a national championship. I know he has flowing locks of lovely hair. But, oh, yeah. you know, rookie QBs, no matter who you are, they, they struggle. They kind of have uh, a time learning the speed of the NFL game. But LaVisca Chenault knows how to catch the football. He runs routes splendidly. And DJ Chark's not that guy. DJ Chark is not that guy. He's got drops galore. I know he had that one good season. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. Yeah. But he was not that. He was, he's all he had. It was all they had in Jacksonville. And now with LaVisca Chenault, growing into this position he's that wide receiver number one i'll give you my tight ends next and i'll let you go sure this goes back to what this goes back to my bold prediction about matt stafford being the mvp tyler that, higby tyler yeah. higby in uh la i got him in my other league tyler higby is going to be a stud tight end yes he is and i being a being watching yes, matthew stafford for 10 years th- ro- throwing that rock he loves that tight end in the middle of the field tyler higby might not get you know, a thousand yards or any of that business, but he's going to get eight, nine touchdowns. Yeah. He's going to no, be, he's going to be a I stud. Agree. I agree. I think, I think most players on the, uh, your, your, your top to like two choices on the Rams is like, are going to have potentially like league winning seasons. So with that, I, I'm right there with you. I, I just, I'm so high on the Rams offense. I think Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen becomes your wide receiver. Like he just, I think they have a connection with Matthew Stafford. Chargers. I think Chargers. This, oh, that's the charge. I'm sorry. Um, LA. Atlanta. Uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Robert yeah. Woods. My bad. Jesus. I'm looking at the wrong team here. LA, uh, LA. I get it. <laughs> Robert Woods or, uh, or even like a Cooper Cup potentially. Like, they, they, they just like crush it. I think that offense is going, is going to do wonders for, for Stafford, for those receivers, Woods, Cup, all of them. Uh, one of those who are going to be my wide receiver once a season. I don't want to jump too far ahead of you, but Rams, that, that's my Super Bowl pick. Right that, I mean, it's, it's a good pick. It's a good. Their, their defense is still solid or phenomenal, rather. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, Jared Goff, after, after that Super Bowl appearance, Jared Goff like, just could never like, get over that additional hump. He, he was very uh, Trubisky-esque. 
in, too much in that tape. regard. Too much tape on Jared Goff. I think Matthew Stafford is definitely the the, the thing. He, they're the team to beat. They're the team to beat. And he, you know, he, okay, we, I feel like this has turned into the Matt Stafford podcast, and I love it. And I'll be on every <laughs> week if that's the case. But Stafford now in a major, the largest media market in the United States, Matt Stafford. He's been throwing those yeah. sidearms and making crazy plays for the last 10 years. And you heard maybe like four seconds of it on uh, ESPN on Sports Center in the morning. Right, right. Now that he's in a major market like that, and when he's dealing to the Higbees of the Woods, the Cooper Cubs, the Daryl Hendersons, the Higbees of the world, he's going to be, he's, it's all going to be hype, hype, hype. Like no one can stop the Rams. No one can stop the Rams. They might lose, I forget who they play, their first game. It's a very hard game. They might lose their first game and then win the next nine. And they'll be nine and one, right? And like the yeah. the top of the earth. And it's going to be like, oh, we got the Stafford-Mahomes competition. They're going to the Super Bowl, which that's another one. It's going to be Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl. That'd be, ooh. That, now that, give me a high-octane Super Bowl, baby. Like, just... It's it, it just get, I want to see I want to see fumbles I want to see sacks I want to see crazy touchdowns. Uh, Hell yeah! I, it's gonna it's gonna be great. The Bears the Bears are not beating the Rams week one. Oh, is it the Bears that play? Yeah. Oh, never mind. I take that back. I take that back. I must have confused. They get they get. Let's see. The first three games are the Bears, Colts, Bucks. Win win. Oh, the Bucks might might Bucks. be a little bit of a challenge, but that, that might. Be might NFC Championship preview right there. Yeah, yeah. There might be a little bit of a coming out for for the Rams though. Yeah. Shut down shut down old man Brady a little bit. Um the Cardinals after that, the Seahawks after that, the Giants, Lions. Yeah, you're right. They're gonna start the season like eight and one. Oh yeah. They're gonna start eight, one, nine and one, and they're gonna be the talk of the town, and everyone's gonna be all about them. They're gonna and it's not here's the thing, it's not gonna hurt me. As a Lions fan, I'm going to be all about it. Like Stafford is crushing it in L.A. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll buy a Stafford jersey, for Christ's sakes. You would, I, you would I, love I, to see Stafford win one. You yeah. would love to see Stafford win love one. Love it. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's going to be fun. So, for week one, week one, who has the best game out of the gate? What player has the best game out of the game? Player, what team? You don't even have to pick a, a specific player, but like maybe a team. So now we start talking about maybe picking up some players on the waiver for week one already for that team. Okay, maybe this is the um, Hard Knocks hangover. And go get me wrong. I don't think sure. Dallas is going to win this game. I think Tampa Bay wins the game tomorrow night. Isn't that exciting? Yeah. Tomorrow oh night. Oh my is God, here we go. It's the opener, Here baby. we go. I'm so ready. I think Dask, Dak Prescott comes out just slinging. Now, his team might be playing from behind. His team might be trying to catch up, but I would not be surprised if Dak went for 360 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and still Wow. Lost. But that's oh, big on him. Shit. Yeah. What about you? I think that's a that's a good one. That's a good pick. Um, I think I'm going to go with... I'm looking at like, all the games here. I think I think Baltimore. I think um I think Lamar Jackson has a bounce back and he wants he has like a little bit of a chip to to prove back to season to get back to form a little bit. And I think they really go off this year uh this week, week 1. I so, like that. 
Yeah. I have one more if you'll, if you'll allow me. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So San Fran plays the Lions on Sunday, and there's been a lot of conversation, and we talked about this at our draft. Uh, Trey Sermon or Raheem Mostert? Yeah. Uh, Raheem Mostert is going to run rough shot all over those Lions. And I actually, I have him on my team from our draft, Raheem Mostert. Mm, I yeah. am starting him. And I think he's going to hit 90, 100 yards and one touchdown against the Lions. Big coming out party. That buys him a few more weeks. I love the talent of Trey Sermon. I really do. But Raheem Mostert is going to keep Trey on the bench for the first quarter of the season just by this weekend alone. Yeah. I, I also think the, the other team that I'm also keeping an eye on is that Browns uh, Chiefs game. On Sunday, it's a it's a Sunday afternoon game. I think, that was, I think that one's going to be a shootout. I think Cleveland has like uh, also a chip on its shoulder. They're, they're going to be really good. Like actually, finally, be like properly really good this year. Not like a ten and six team. They're going to be like a solid 12, 13 win team. And Shelby might kill me for undercutting the wins a little bit. She's like, no, fourteen wins for sure. I'm like, I could see it. Um, so from, I mean, I hope. For for me, that would be great if just Nick Chubb just absolutely went off. Let me It'd ask you this: a thirty pointer week one. Let me ask you this: OBJ has been kind of a letdown overall. There have yeah. been flashes since he went to Cleveland, and I know there's injuries involved there. But how does he perform this year, Con- provided he stays healthy? Uh, I don't think he performs, man. To be honest, I think I think his best days are older. You know what? He reminds me of a little bit of um, just like an aging like Calvin Ridley almost where it's like great seasons and like the, the, the highs were really good. But like now um, it's a little bit different with, with OBJ. He's the one that's aging and it's not like a Matt Ryan situation in, in Atlanta anymore for Calvin Ridley. But it's it's uh, I just don't know if he's like fully in it, you know? Like compared to like the rest of that roster, um, um, I don't, I don't know what his contract yeah, yeah. looks like, but he's twenty eight, and I feel like it's crazy to say this in the NFL, but you've if you haven't already reached your peak as an athlete in the NFL, you're kind of hitting it right now. So either he but, has, yeah. it's either bang or bust for me. Either it's a complete awesome season, you do great, or you just prove to us who you've been for the last two years. Yeah, I, I think that's, that. I mean, like, let, he's he's just been on a down, since since that last season in, in in New York, it's just been straight downhill. It has not been great. He he, he peaked before he got injured um, in 2017. He was just, he was going off. He was, a, it was a great link up with, with him and Eli. But then we're, we're looking at regular season since 2018. Um, yards per game, 87, 64, injured last year, but 45. Brutal. Brutal. And, and it's, this is the thing about football players, man. Like their, their, their careers aren't that super long. That's why, that's why players like, um, God, what's his name out of Arizona? Why am I forgetting all these players' names? Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. That's why players like that are just like so rare. And that's why it's like so surprising for to, to see a player like that continue to come back because by the time you're 30 in, in the NFL, you got, you got some 19, 20 year old six, three built like a tank, just like completely coming in and taking over, like just on pure athleticism and adrenaline. Yep. I heard, um, 
I can't remember where I heard this, but it might've been an NFL player, not to me personally, but like on a video or like watching sure. hard knocks or something. And they said every year it's like a six person wave coming into the, into the locker room. And it's, well, when do I six to eight, when do I get overflowed by that wave of these six to eight kids yeah. that are more athletically talented? They're not as beat up physically. They're faster than me. They're quicker than me. All of these things that are happening. When does that catch up? Yeah. It's fascinating. And, and, and don't get me wrong. I think, I think although Beckham is like, that's, it's a great spot for him to be in, but like you, I think Richard Higgins, I kind of like it starts flourishing there a little bit. Um, Jarvis Landry has kind of been just okay, but I I, th- I think he gets get, I think between him and like Odell Beckham, they kind of like have similar seasons, and it's like that's not great if you're looking for like an old school OBJ type season. So that's that's really where I'll say it. I'm not saying that he's gonna have a bad season. I'm just saying he's just not gonna be the player we once knew. Yeah, I still have hope for him. I still hope he does well. I love sure. OBJ. Sure. I and, and then like Austin Hooper over there is just gonna get get so many red zone touches. He's going to get so many. That's it. You asked me earlier, my tight end. So I have yeah. Higby is my number one. It's probably Hooper, my number two. Hooper is that sneaky, oh, sneaky yeah. pick, man, because he's going to be that dude for for Baker. Hooper crushed it for me uh, last season. He, he almost pushed me over to hump into the playoffs. I think I traded for him and uh, almost did it. Almost did it. It was close. It was close. But that... that we we don't know. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun season. I'm excited for football to be back, baby. Um, week one, yeah. quick fire in the FFAC league. Week one wins. Fire them off. You okay. and I are, are you and I are matching up against each other. So let's not let's not go with us first. <laughs> yeah, let's save you and I for the end. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, I wanted to go back to your recap that you did today. Oh yeah, uh, please. I think the sneakiest team in this league and the league, the team that scares me the most is Zach's team. Zach looks so good. Now, the only thing he has hurt, uh, against him right now, and it's only week one. I know rosters change sure. completely by the end of the season. Uh, he's weak on wide receiver three. Yeah. But other than that, I love how he's built. He is absolutely going to win that first game against MJ. I think the uh, Adam versus Ben game, I'm going to take Adam. I thought Adam had a really good draft. I remember at the house, every every pick he made, I was like, that's super smart. I don't think he reached too much. I think when when he did reach, it was for that sleeper breakout potential. Yeah. Give me Adam there. Uh, let me pull the next one. That's uh, Jason and Cody. I know Cody came in third last year. He did. He Cody did. looks stacked, and I don't like Jason's back on his no-kicker bullshit, <laughs> which I'm not a big fan of, but I C.D. Lamb is one of my favorite breakouts this year. I think he's going to be a top eight wide receiver in the league. Give me Jason. Wow, the upset. All right. Yep, give me that upset. I thought, Cody, I love you to death, but I think last year was a little bit of a fluke. Third place? <laughs> no way, bro. I actually I like his team this season. So. <laughs> it, it looks good. It actually, I took I like a his, second. I like his team this season, yeah. I actually took a second. I was like, ah, do, I, do I pick? I was like, okay. That's fair. The upset. I like it. Uh, then we got Jay and Shelby. Love Shelby's team. Love Shelby's team, and she has the better running backs. So I'm going to take Shelby in that one. 
Yep. And we got one more before you and I, which is going to yeah. be very controversial. But we got Spencer, who's not Kelly O'Connell. Against nope. Stefan, uh, I think that's an easy. Let's all go to bed. It's going to yeah, be. Yeah, that's an easy gonna, dub to Spencer. It's going to be Spencer. <laughs> and I, I, I know we didn't get into it much. And again, going hearkening back to what we talked, what I said earlier, teams change dramatically oh, yeah. between now and Easily. the end of the season. But Stefan, my boy, you got a lot of work to do. That one's got to change for real, for real. Yeah, like top to bottom. Like he's got to be putting up. I don't want to give too much uh, fantasy strategy here, but who you think are your best guys on your roster, and I, you know who I'm talking about, you got to start putting up for trades and getting two in return, two in return, two in return, and trying to just build from the ground up. It's like yep. rebuilding yep. in any sport. You got to rebuild. And then it comes to the greatest matchup of the week, yeah. in my opinion. It is. And that's defending it's, champ it's against the commissioner. Yep. Now, I'm not going to lie to you, Danny. I think I'm going to kick your ass. Dude. Wow. I don't, wow, I don't, wow, 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 wow. So there is a change that I want to make, but I'm not going to announce it on sure. this podcast. But I'm going to change out one of my starters here. And when that happens, your ass is grass, homie. So. All right. Let's let's I'll, before I before I get to that, let me I'll, I'll run down my picks real quick. I agree Please. with like most of them. I think uh, I think Zach beats MJ. I think you I think you're you're right there. I mean, the team's still pretty good. Uh, Adam and Ben. Uh, I think Ben pulls it out. I think they're underplaying like some of the uh, the offensive players on uh, Yahoo is on, on his side. So like uh, what's his face? Jamal Williams. Uh, Javante Williams, I'm sorry, for Denver. I think he's going to score more than like nine points. Cole Komet, um, I think he's going to score more than six points. Um, like, I, he'll, he'll have like a touchdown because he's like going to be the really the only real end zone option for, for Chicago. Kyler Murray's going to go off. Stefan Diggs is going to go off. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm going with Ben in that upset. Uh, I'm actually sticking with, with Cody in the Jason matchup. I, uh, there's just... Okay. There's just too many points there for, for Jason to, to turn it around, in, in my opinion. Uh, Shelby over Jay is probably one of the tougher matchups this week, but the matchups uh, 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 on Shelby's side makes more sense. Like, the Chargers playing Washington, and uh, Carolina's playing the Jets, Seattle's playing Indy, that one's a little bit tougher, Minnesota's playing Cincy. Like, these are all games that these, like, really good players are just going to have, you know, some of their best weeks in right off the gate. And then for, yeah, that Stefan Spencer matchup, easy. Like that one's a no brainer. Now Steph for ours. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. For ours. I think Kyle Pitts is the red zone option for Atlanta. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be like great, and they're not gonna get a ton of red Calvin zone Ridley. Who? Who's Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. Who? No, I think it's Kyle Pitts. I think it's oh, Kyle wow. Pitts. I think he. He. I think he. A rookie you know, tight end. Rookie tight end just like blows up. I think he goes off, and that uh, that I'm banking on one Kyle Pitts, just kind of like I did with Austin Hooper last season. Bold move. Uh, so I think that that will be the difference maker week one, and that's why I'm picking myself. Okay. Well, I have a Travis Kelsey, and that trumps your Kyle Pitts. So, well, I have a Josh Allen, and that by far trumps your Tua. 
Didn't I tell you I was going to switch out one I of my know, starters? I know, I know, I, I, I know, I know, exactly. I'm pretty sure See? that's how, that's why I knew you're going to switch out. Smoke and mirrors, <laughs> baby. Smoke and mirrors. Still, it won't be enough, my guy. It will not be enough. <laughs> that shootout in Cleveland and Kansas City. Tyreek Hill's going to get me a ton of points. Cooper Cup's going to, you know, the Bears are going to have a bad first four months of the season. So I don't have any Bears players on my team for the first Actually, time. You know, let's. Uh, I know we're almost at the end here, but how do you sure. think your Bears are going to do uh, this year? L- lucky if if we go like eight and nine, seven and ten, or something like that. You know, I, th- I appreciate a rational Bears fan. They're they're hard to come by. It, it's it's weird. Like, man, it's crazy. I, I don't want to turn this into like a huge Bears uh, session at the end here, but like. Bears Twitter is insufferable because everyone's like, you got to start Justin Fields. It's like, for for what? For what? We start the season off with the Rams and then we get Tampa Bay and and Green Bay. Like, it doesn't make any sense to just throw him in the fire like that. We're not playing for anything this season. It puts everyone in a worse situation if you start the rookie week one against my Super Bowl pick. Not just mine, but a lot of people's Super Bowl pick. That's the worst situation it could be. He falls flat in his face, everything crumbles, and you're not even in week two yet. No. And the they get the Rams, they get the Bengals, they get the Browns, they get the Lions, they get the Raiders. So, like, there are maybe, like, two wins if we're lucky there. But, like, why would you put – and then – because I think most people, the general consensus is, like, by week four, week five, maybe week six, uh, we like, the real chance for Justin Fields to come out start but why would you start him like okay week six the packers then tampa bay let me let me look at the rest of the schedule here because it's not pulling it up on stupid google so the packers tampa bay the 49ers the steelers bye week the ravens then you get the lions the cardinals the packers again the vikings seattle have you noticed it's a tough schedule man i I don't want to make this an nfc north podcast but have you noticed how hard the NFC North schedule is this year. It's brutal. It's brutal. insane how hard it is. They played the best divisions. It's just, it kills me. It just kind of like played out that way, I think, this year. But man, it, it, it the Packers are going to win the division pretty, pretty easily, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and on like 10 wins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the Packers run away with it. Absolutely. Again, I don't want it to turn to an NFC North podcast, but. But that, congrats, Packers. Congrats. Congrats. So we'll see. I think we have a lot to learn this season. The champion, I will see you week one. And hopefully I hear, I'll hear you back here soon. And uh, we'll start learning. We'll start learning the 17 week season. See how things change, baby. I'm ready for football. Are you ready for football? I'm ready for football. I got um, Mike I'm Evans. So I got Mike Evans, my uh, wide receiver one playing tomorrow night. And I'll, you know, I'll be texting your ass and talking. Oh, smack. I know. I know. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it, baby. Give, give that to me. What's the Thursday night football song? Does anybody know? That was the Monday night football oh, God, one that I that did. That was. That was. I don't uh, know. All right, Thursday night. Where? Oh, not Sunday night. Nope, nope, that's Sunday night. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to fix it in post. You know what? We I'm shouldn't have to know it because it's silly. Why would you have a Thursday night football yeah, song? Why would or you, you know what? Thurs- Let's, Danny, you should write one. Oh, ooh, maybe I'll write one. I'm gonna, I'm literally. Night. I'm literally debuting a new uh, intro and outro track for, for this season on the pod. So you'll oh, hear really? that you're tomorrow. Not doing the, you're not doing the guitar anymore? No, uh, there will be some guitar in it, but it'll be a little bit different. I'm switching it up. 
Oh, damn. Well, I'm super excited. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. We'll see. Uh, this has been the FFAC. Not an F. This isn't the. I don't remember what the name. This is not a fantasy football podcast. This this has been. That's what I had called it last season. So I'll stick with that for now. This has been. This is not a fantasy football podcast. My name is Danny. Let's go. My name is Ryan. I football's back. Football's back, baby. Let's do it. Let's go. Okay, bye.